Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. You guys, I think I found a new soul sister and you're going to meet her today in today's episode. I have Sabrina Riccio here with me. Sabrina is freaking amazing. She is breaking the mold when it comes to being a leader in today's day and age. Sabrina is a holistic business consultant and modern medicine priestess, and her mission is to revolutionize humanity by helping spiritual entrepreneurs embrace all facets of their human experience in order to unleash their magic and medicine and activate their legacy. Sabrina has spoken and taught kundalini yoga and meditation all around the world. She also has an amazing podcast called Sovereign Society Podcast that you need to check out. And in today's episode, we dive into so many things from activating your soul's calling to really stepping into your power to manifesting more abundance and so many things. Sabrina drops all the magic, all the gold in here. You're going to get so much out of it as always. And when you listen, hit me up on Instagram at the spiritual boss, babe, check out the show notes as well so that you can find out where to connect with Sabrina and all the amazing magic she has to share with you as well. So without further ado, let's welcome Sabrina onto the show. Hello, hello, Sabrina. I'm so excited to have you here with us today, and I cannot wait to dive into all the galactic stuff. (laughs) Bring it on. I've been feeling it. I don't know, right now, just with the way the world is, I feel like we're all getting galactivated right now, and like we're all tapping into something because we're here to really shake shit up. So, yeah. be having this conversation because it's always more fun when two people are in that frequency and building it up together, you know? Yes. I'm so freaking pumped. Like I, like I resonate with you so much. I'm like, oh my God, like same mission, raise the vibe of the planet, just make shit happen. Have you like, what, I want to hear your backstory a little bit of like, what led you on this path? Like, have you always known that you were meant to do something big and help people like on their spiritual journey and stuff? Or like, what, how, how does it look? Yeah. Well, I feel like my first big spiritual experience was when I was about like five years old and I had my first lucid dream Mm. and I didn't even know, you know, you're five, you don't know this shit, but I was lucid dreaming. And I remember I had like a nightmare and I zoomed out of like an old Macintosh computer and I saw that dream as a file and I dragged it to the trash can. And I think then looking back, like, wow, like, you know, knowing at such a young intuitive age of how I'm this quantum healer in a way and really reworking and rewiring all these things. And, uh, you know, when I first started my entrepreneurial path, I was a music journalist and my whole mission was to um, bring more light and awareness about my community. I'm a burner. And um, at the time I was really active in the rave culture and I was really pissed on how the media just portrayed 
it being a space where a whole bunch of people are on a lot of drugs and like not giving a shit about the world when when you were in those those that energy in that community you could feel the medicine that was happening collectively in this gathering space of people of all genders all races all backgrounds and ethnicities are coming together and all moving all being moved to the power of music and community and connection and so I started that when I got out of school and um, it would just, it was going really well. And then I got struck by lightning and had a really difficult um, experience with my twin. And a lot of my shit and trauma came up that my whole path uh, was really dedicated to heal myself because I just kept hearing like, I need to heal my family. And that to me was the generational ancestral healing of my own self, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, my own childhood trauma, all these things. And, um, you know, really helping people embrace their own journey and really understand that like whatever has happened to you, it's happening for you, you know, and it's, we have to understand that they're all puzzle pieces to our Dharma and our purpose and why why we're here. So I'm actually coming up to my lightning anniversary a week from today will be seven years. Wow. so, wow, that is crazy. Like, I know. <laughs> what, like, what was that even, like, what, what is that even like? I have so many questions. That's like, like the most rare thing to like happen. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I was going down a pretty dark path um, at the time. You know, I was still a music journalist, but I was fighting the system. I was, you know, I was seeing all this brainwash and manipulation that was happening and mind control happening at festival mm-hmm. gathering spaces and through propaganda and all these things. And I was just going down this really gnarly path of getting sucked into it. So it was by the grace of God that I got struck by lightning and I had to reset my whole nervous system. So for years, you know, it took me a long time to get back in flow because my nervous system shot, you know, in Kundalini yoga, we talk about how you're more than just your physical body. Your aura can extend out to 10 feet. And I had so much trauma and depression from those ages before up until then that that energy from the lightning came through um, my weak aura and just knocked me to the core. And so it was a lot of trauma, PTSD. Um, I had a huge period of psychosis, paranoia, a lot of deep trauma that like I was so sensitive to be around people. I, I just couldn't, it was tough. It was really challenging. So I went to healers around the world. I lived in Thailand for two months. Like I was going back to therapy. I was doing acupuncture, became a Kundalini yoga teacher, going to Burning Man, go to all these spaces that I could just discover who Sabrina was again, because I had to learn about me because I was fried. Literally, I, there was nothing that I was doing everything that I could do to get strong, to get healthy. And, you know, I know what I know now is that, that I have such a deep field because of what I've endured. And I hold a lot of space for a lot of people and I'm holding this space for, to help people in their transformation and humanity transform and the world transform. And so to me, it's just been a lot of strengthening and healing my nervous system and really having that awareness of my energetic boundaries. My dog was with me too. So like when we're wow. together, like he's, you know, we're the initiation of the shaman is being struck by lightning. And so wow. 
there's a lot of that, that I go in these spaces and I'm helping people navigate through difficult psychedelic trips and I'm helping people heal and all these things that, you know, is part of why, what I, I was not expecting this to be how the path was going to unfold, Mm -hmm. but maybe in that deep core I did, you know, there's always that deep knowing. I always knew I was here to serve and I was here to shake shit up and I was here to help implement great change. I didn't know how it was going to look, but I just kept that trust and kept that faith that things are unfolding as they should. Wow. That is really a wild story. (sighs) Um, how long did it like take you to really build yourself back up to like feel like yourself again? I would say probably about five years um, to get back. Ayahuasca really helped me like realign. Like when I did my first ayahuasca ceremony, it was the month after organ eclipse gathering where I taught in front of like 500 people, Kundalini yoga and sound healing. And mm. we, were, I was the second class of the festival and we, I did it with intention with my brothers, um, Hargo and Sanjay, a feather and dot, they were DJing with me. And it was just the intention on really like, these are like really powerful healers all together. And the soul family, what is the intention that we're going to use this energy to implement great change and to turn this ship around? And so, you know, I, after that experience, I did my first ayahuasca ceremony and it was for, I I felt like my energy finally like balanced out. Mm -hmm. And then it's just been, that was two years ago was my, um, first ceremony. Wow. Yeah. I started working with plant medicine like mm, almost five years ago now, like ayahuasca, mushrooms, all the things. And it's been life-changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, microdosing to me is, you know, I'm helping that now with my clients where I'm taking them on these microdosing journeys and we're coming up with business strategy and mm-hmm. coming up with healing and all these things. That medicine I credit so much to helping me overcome deep depression without a doubt. Like microdosing to me has been the ultimate game changer in my life. And the fact that it's on phase one right now to help with, um, to become legal for depression. And we saw Oakland legalize, I mean, decriminalize. And we saw um, Denver. Denver, Yep. I am so excited. I cried. I was bawling just because I know more people are going to be able to find that healing. And I think with the the Amazon on fire right now too, it's just like the plants are speaking to us to come together and collaborate. Yes, we can collaborate. You and I are collaborating here on this podcast. You're going to be on my podcast. I'm here on yours. We need to also collaborate with the ecosystem of what's happening and work with these planets and they want to help us just as much as we want to help them. And we need to have this healthy relationship. And I think that's why there's such this huge spike right now of conversations around plant medicine and microdosing and ayahuasca and all these things. I love that you're bringing this up. And I didn't even realize that you like added that implement to what you're doing and, I, and I'm just like resonating with you so much more because like, that's literally like my biggest passion is the, the plant medicine and, and really guiding people to that. And that's something new that, that I'm doing. Chills on my spine. Yeah, right like I'm, I'm literally, I literally am, am doing that more now, like basically masterminding with the plants with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and it's like, I don't feel like it's going anywhere. And what our generation holds is that we learned from, you know, 
the hippie generation of the 60s. Like they, it's like they got the kinks out. Over time, we've been able to have science and now we're refining, you know, and we're really having the, um, the education and the research and all these things that it's undeniable that this is only going to be the future of healing. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make sure that they, there, we have, we, we respect it. There's reverence there too, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of times we can abuse things. And I know for a while I abused MDMA without a doubt. And I touched it for the first time. I worked with the medicine for the first time in seven years this summer for the solstice. And I was able to heal like this wound that was like baggage for mm-hmm. seven years for me. And I just microdosed that as well. But I, that to me was just like, I cried and I released and I let go. And I just started really understanding PTSD that was being healed through these medicines. And I think that's a huge reason why I'm in Joshua Tree. I'm mm-hmm. in a town next, the town over is a Marine base. And there's so many people here with PTSD wow. that it's unbelievable. And so I'm just here kind of like in my bubble, just working on radiating out that support, you know, in, in my local neighborhood. But the plants, I don't see them going anywhere, you know, and we just need to fight for them and speak up on behalf of them and to just continue to have that reverence and respect for them. Mm, I love it. So when you're working with people, do you like, uh, do you work with people one-on-one or do you basically take people on these experiences? I do. I am starting to do one-on-one. That's a huge part of what I'm doing with um, my coaching work with my, my mentorship program. I'm doing a weekend with my clients or they're coming to my house and mm-hmm. we're doing the healing work together. Um, I've been doing them in festival settings. So yeah. um, that's the place of where I'm going, where um, you know people are having difficult trips or whatever. And I'm you know, I'm helping hold space for them because I've had a difficult trip at a festival. So again, like what's happened, what has been the journey up until now, it's showing you how you're serving, Mm. you know, and how you're here to support your brothers and sisters and navigating through that difficult trip and not having really any, I had one friend that was there to sit for me, but like, it was so overbearing, you know, that I've been able to hold space for people for hours upon hours and them navigate through it because when those difficult trips are happening, it's like the medicine has hit something that, that needs to, that's been blocking you from the next level of abundance Mm -hmm. in whatever form that may be into that success, into that up level. So, um, I've been working on it with, um, at festival gatherings and, you know, when I'm in groups with people and stuff like that, but now that I'm working now, I'm just starting to infuse that into my work with my clients. And I'm really excited to see because the, you know, the way we market, the way our business is, it's an extension of us and it is our medicine Mm -hmm. and how we're here to serve. So I'm just here for the ride. I'm in this total surrendered space and, knowing that, you know, using my background of marketing, I went to school for marketing and business and, you know, doing my own, building my own empire twice. Wow. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm just, I'm really excited to be helping people get to the space of their true authentic voice mm. and being able to share that because that's what this world is craving more than ever is just vulnerability and authenticity. Yeah. And, that in business because it's such an oversaturated market today. 
Mm-hmm. That what's keeps what what allows us to be who we are and stay in our own lane and to be have that reverence is ourself. Mm-hmm. It's that authentic power within us. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just started, like I said, I'm just starting this and um, I'm really feeling with 2020 Crystal Vision coming oh, girl, in. Girl, I will come with you to any of those destinations if you want to like... <laughs> The finals bring a party. That's what I, I mean. That that's the dream, right? Just like yeah. bringing all these like boss bitches coming through and like activating together in these like spaces and these sacred sites together. And I do have so much faith for our future because there is so many people doing the work. The media would love to say otherwise. It's a distraction. Mm-hmm. There's it's good to be aware of it, but we cannot be consumed by it. Yeah. Be aware of it and what are what action steps are you going to do to choose higher? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Or more than ever before. Things are shifting. Like I yes. feel like by October, like things things are shifting. That's why there's a lot of chaos right now because after all the chaos comes order and we're yeah. just like being rocked to the core of purging out what doesn't serve anymore. I feel like it's been a chaotic uh, summer for a lot of summer? people this summer. This Leo season kicked my ass. Like, yeah, same. I, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's a lot of, it's fueling me that like enough's enough of what's happening too. Mm. You know, and it's like, I think we're all just like, we're all being rocked right now because we're all up, we're all being asked to up level. Like there's no more playing small anymore. Mm, Love it. So, and and I love how you apply all of this to like helping people with their business too, because it's like all related, the healing. I call it, I call it this holistic relationship. It's (laughs) like, it's a holistic relationship that through soul, like our soul is in all aspects of who we are Mm -hmm. in our relationships, in our health, in our work, in our communities, like our soul is infused in all of it. So we have to look at all the pieces like that you can't just compartmentalize, you know, yeah. your life, today's world as an entrepreneur. Like it's it's all multifaceted and it's all interwoven. Yeah. It's, a fra- it's, it's who you are. Exactly. And you're, I just got goosebumps because like I've been sharing the message a lot lately that you are your purpose. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is. That's why we're here. Yeah. It Definitely. Is like so who you are. So, and it's, it's funny that you say you're like, just, you're kind of like starting this phase of like what you're doing, because it seems like you've been like doing this for lifetimes. It feels like that. I, I mean, maybe that's why my soul chose to be named Sabrina in this lifetime. It's like, I just, I just feel the, the, the priestess, you know, very strong um, within and very deep past lives. And, um, this isn't my first rodeo. Mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. So, um, do you, are you like really sharing yourself online a lot? Like, cause I know there's a lot of like online entrepreneurs here and I, it seems as though you do in-person stuff. So I, I want to hear like how you kind of like market yourself and balance the, uh, in-person and online life because a lot of people can get sucked into 
those, mm-hmm. the online stuff or the comparison game or get a- to me, it's really important to have that balance. I just did like a three plus month social media sabbatical. Three months. Uh, mm-hmm. Holy shit. Wow. The only reason why I went back on was because my friend just had a baby and I wanted to see videos of this damn baby. <laughs> Otherwise I was going to wait until September. Wow. Um, but, and this is the second social media sabbatical I've done this year. The other one, I did the whole month of December into January. I did a 40 day social media sabbatical. Um, this time, like I t- turned 30 in June and I just wanted to spend the last couple weeks of my twenties, like with myself purging, um, you know, mourning and celebrating and all the things. And then the summer has just been, um, I've devoted my whole time. Um, when I was off social media, I was still working with my clients for Thrive. So mm. um, I have a three-month signature program that helps people activate their soulful business from the inside out. So it's a three-month journey where the first month we're doing, um, I call it the sovereign, the sovereign society. It's through, excuse me, the the solistic journey, which is the medicine wheel where we're going through and healing our ancestral lineage, we're healing our inner child, we're balancing the masculine feminine, and we're really like stepping into who we are. Mm. So that was that. And then the second month was all helping them really set up their business and getting the foundation of going with the mission statement and who they're here to serve and why are they here. Um, and then the third, the last month was all about the branding. So that whole, this whole summer, like I was just devoted to my babes of thrive where I do online. Otherwise I have, you know, the sovereign society podcast and mm-hmm. I've been doing that since 2016. And, um, the thing for me that I'm in this space is really, again, balancing how much online time I'm on, mm-hmm. because I think as business people, People, we need to also have that balance of how much we share and how much how much we share. You know, I think so. So many of us have been burnt out. I know I have time and time again from oversharing and all these things, and people just take, take, take. And that's been a big thing that I've had to really like have those boundaries and be like, no, I need to. I'm holding the space for people who who are ready to up level with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's been a huge thing for me lately is balancing how much do I share? Cause I've shared so much with the podcast and mm-hmm. being so personal and vulnerable in my life. And then also allowing myself to be in that feminine flow of receive as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing that we have to do as online entrepreneurs is have that balance yeah. masculine, feminine, you know, truly yeah. in our business. I, I love that. And I mean, I, I give it to you for taking three months off of social media. Like that would be very challenging for me personally. Yeah. I mean, I thought I have my, I, like I said, I have my degree in marketing. Like I've been mm-hmm. very active in this shit for 12 years and yeah. it was just like, I'm totally cool with it. Like not having my phone on me. And mm-hmm. like, that wasn't also an, another reset to my nervous system that, um, I, I needed. Yeah. So what did you do during those three months? Like, did you have someone else kind of like sharing stuff for you sometimes? Or was it just like, did you tell, (laughs) did you tell people, Hey, I'm going. Yeah. I kept up with my email list. Mm -hmm. Um, but on social media, the only other time I went on and I like had a brief in like, um, um, interruption of that was, um, I found out that, uh, the security company called a call security, which was um, very closely connected to 3HO organization. That is the Kundalini Yoga organization. 
a call security is one of the security um, uh, people groups that are at the border. Mm. And so it's very out of alignment from what the Aquarian age is about. And so I called out a call security and I called out three HO saying like, Hey, we're practitioners here. This is the Aquarian age. Like you need to tell us what's going on. So I called That's the only reason why I went back on, on social media for a day was because I couldn't keep quiet. I'm an activist at the core of my soul and to be supporting and uh, a, a group and a community like Kundalini Yoga, which you're seeing more and more people talk about. I've been a teacher of this for five years. Like we want answers. We want to know what's up. And so I just felt no one else was talking about it really. So I stepped up and that was the only other time I was on social media, but like my 30th birthday off social media, like, (laughs) like I didn't care. Like it was, it was so liberating. And there's parts of me that's excited to be back because I get to connect with like really awesome, like, you know, entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. soul sisters and my cosmic brothers. But then the other part of me is like, I don't like how attached, yeah, you know, and how addicted this stupid thing is. I know. I don't either. It's like really freaking annoying at times. Like just yeah. the phone in general. Mm-hmm. You know? So like, I'm curious, like how you market yourself. Like what is your like... Do you have marketing secrets that you want to share or that you can share? My biggest marketing secret is just being authentically myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, the amount of people, like you read it all my reviews on, on for the Sovereign Society podcast. I get it in messages all the time, like how people just appreciate my vulnerability and my authenticity. Mm. So to me, I just, the biggest thing that I teach people is that you need to speak your own voice, like in your own voice, because everyone's bullshit meter is so strong Mm -hmm. that people want to connect with the real you. And this is, this is how it's going to continue to be. Because again, this is what is, we're all paving our own path of who we are. And we're all in our own, we have to all be in our own voice, like in our truth and our sat nam, if we want to be successful, because we're not here to be like what everyone else is doing. It's already been done. Like, what do you bring uniquely to the table? So to me, I would just say the biggest thing is like being you and speaking from your voice and speaking to that soul babe that, you know, that you, you see where she's at, like, you know, where they're at, like, Hey, I see you. I know what's up. Like, this is it. So I would just say the biggest thing is that is speaking my own voice. And I do believe like email, you know, like, yeah, can't, you can't go wrong with email. And honestly, I feel like the next up and coming, um, strong social media platform that we need to be more active in is YouTube. Mm, I love that. You're just so giving like confirmation about this. Cause I keep getting this weird nudge to start putting videos on YouTube. I don't even want to be on Instagram really anymore. (laughs) Like I, and Facebook, like I try so hard, like I give it to you for your Facebook group. It's like not, I can't, like I try, but it's not me. So my main platforms I would say would be you. I'm working on building my YouTube channel. I have every episode of the podcast on there, like all the videos of them. Um, and then I'm going to be working on creating videos, but YouTube and then Instagram, but, and also I think Pinterest, if you're a blogger, like have it, like Pinterest is hands down the number one source to my site. Wow. Really? You know, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I hear that Pinterest is like, so like 
kick ass. And I've never been into Pinterest, but I just recently- 5% of people that use Pinterest are women. So Mm -hmm. if that's your target audience, something to think about. If you have a blog post, something to think about, you know, like that's that to me. But then on that blog post, you could have like, you know, your YouTube video on there too. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, we need to work on, on how to like cohesively use them all together. Yeah. I agree. I just recently had someone take my assistant, like take over Pinterest and kind of like do that for me. But, um, I love this conversation. You're like really inspiring me to take a long ass social media break. I'm telling you, I just, I needed it. Like I was, like I said, I was putting so much of my heart and soul in my social media and I wasn't getting it received back. Like I just felt like it was so much take, 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 especially because so much of my work was first focused on trauma healing that like a lot of these people are in this like scarcity, lack, pain, victim mentality. And a lot of people don't want to believe they're worthy of investing in themselves. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, you know, people have come up to me for years for business and marketing. And I really it comes, it's just natural to me that to infuse that, but to still honor, like we need to heal the trauma work. You have to do the deep internal work. It's if all you want to build a successful business in today's day and age, like there's no more bypassing. It's not going to work. If you keep bypassing, it's, you're just going to get stuck. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's like, it's, it's a huge part of the process. I, you know, being an entrepreneur is a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Like, like you've got to do that. And it's not for the faint of heart either. <laughs> you know, like a lot of people talk about like, like basically overnight success. And it's like, I believe in like making quantum leaps and making massive jumps forward. And my favorite quote is you can be a masterpiece in a work in progress simultaneously, but it's, it's both the healing and expansion at the same time. I'm so fucking with you. <laughs> I just, I mean, if not, you're just going to get stuck in these loops and we have to get out of the loop. What has been like a pivotal part of your healing journey when it comes to like receiving and growing your business and like building the self-worth? I'm sure there was a lot of things you've done, but like, is there something like... I think the biggest thing that's like kept me sane (laughs) and all of it too is just knowing that, you know, there's there's, there's a reason why I've endured what I've done, what I've gone through. And I've had to just like, there's, and there's people out there that want that help. And I, I just think the biggest thing for me is just like really being gentle with myself and knowing I'm worthy of living the life that I want. I know I have very, very big dreams, like massive dreams, like you're going to see this bitch someday under Oprah's oak tree, like hanging out and talking with her. Like that's happening Mm -hmm. with those big dreams. Like I have to do big work. And so that's also, it's just like, I I'm worthy of having whatever it is I want. And I have to like, enjoy the ride. (laughs) Like I have to enjoy the ride. And sometimes, you know, when, when I, I, I see myself like part of me sometimes wants to go back to school and, and get my uh, master's in religious studies so that I can work with the UN and do conflict resolutions among the religions, you know, like Mm. 
things like that. Like I, I have really big dreams and I just have to remember I'm only 30 years old. I have so much of my life ahead of me. You do. And so in the meantime, I'm just going to do my best to enjoy the ride and slow down and in, infuse more play. I think that's the biggest thing that, mm. um, you know, that we need to, to really take in is more play. And again, more social media sabbaticals, more time in nature, like more time connecting. Mm. So that to me, when I, when I allow myself to bring more of that into my life, I see more self-worth <laughs> Yeah, because I gave myself permission to go there rather than being like enslaved to my work. Yeah. I love that. One of my favorite mantras lately, again, I think I just said that about the other one, but the background on my phone is the more fun I have, the more abundance I attract. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, like, that's why I love travel. That's why like, I love, like my favorite place in the entire world is teaching at festivals. Um, What's the next because one? I have, pardon? Are you going to Burning Man? No, I'm not going to the burn this year. I know. Um, I'm like, all my friends are like leaving and stuff. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, but I went to a festival in Mexico this year for the solstice and it was like amazing. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, I've been teaching at festivals since 2014. My very first wow. festival I taught at was the burn. And I, I feel like, as a Kundalini yoga teacher too, you know, there's so much dogma still in the community of like, you have to like, you know, that people are like, oh, wearing white or the turban and all these things. Cool. If that resonates with you, sometimes I, I always wear white when I teach, but sometimes I don't wear a turban and that's okay. And, um, but what makes me different is that I am the psychedelic Kundalini yogi. Like I can hold container for people who may be on LSD, for maybe people who may be on mushrooms and doing kundalini yoga while it's very intense. Most yoga teachers who aren't working with these medicines, they won't be able to have that container strength, like that strength of that container for those people. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I still work with these medicines. I'm in that space. So to me, that's what kind of sets me from the pack of most Kundalini yoga teachers out there is that like, I can hold that container mm. for people who may be on that journey yeah, and um, come from a space of non-judgment. Cause I remember my first burn, I was in Kundalini yoga teacher training and um, I was like, Oh, I can't do anything. Like I'm in, I'm in, I'm in training mode. And I went to like all the classes in the morning and this guy was like, you're giving away your power. Like you need to be in your truth. Mm. you know? And I was like, okay, cool. And then I microdosed and cried and worked through shit. And, you know, but, um, to me, it's just like, I, 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 I feel like it's such a blessing that I, I can be a teacher that can be from that space of non-judgment mm. and for where they are on their journey. And I think that's the biggest part of success is just like, honoring people for where they are, honoring your clients yes. for where they are, being compassionate and patient and to just understand that like they're coming to you for that, that guidance and mm -hmm. that help and what a blessing it is to be able to serve someone yeah. on their, that is on their journey where they're at. That to me is like what fuels me when the going gets tough. Mm. 
is that I get to serve when I get to help people by speaking my truth and being who I am unapologetically. Like what a blessing that we live in a time where I know. that is accepted, you know? Seriously. What inspired you to start the, your Kundalini yoga journey? <laughs> uh, so I did a test on Pinterest on <laughs> like what, what yoga is right for you. Wow. And isn't that crazy? And uh, it, was, uh, it was my 25th birthday. I did my very first Kundalini yoga class. And I already signed up for teacher training before ever taking the class. Wow. Like, I just knew this is what I was here to do. Wow. So, um, you know, like I said, it's been so awesome to be able to teach and come from that space of non-judgment and to allow people to express because the Kundalini world is also um, evolving, you know, like there's more people talking about working with plant medicines or not everyone wears a turban, like the next wave of teachers, we still have reverence for the teachings and we're honoring who we are. We're not allowing this dogma of like who, who what this is like, what it's supposed to look like. Mm. Was the training so really long? The training from, it was a 200 hour. Mm. So, so like typical yoga is 200 hours too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it was a two hour, 200 hour teacher training. I did it in Encinitas where uh, Yogi, I mean, where uh, Yogananda came to America and lives. So there's a lot of that Yogananda energy with the Yogi Bhajan. And crazy thing also is that after I became a Kundalini Yoga teacher, I was at my grandmother's house and we were drinking Yogi tea. And that's one of the companies of 3HO uh, Yogi Bhajan. Like there's Kundalini mantra, uh, meditations on every Yogi tea box. Mm. And I was like, oh, grandma, Yogi tea. Like the guy who started the yoga I teach, um, Yogi Bhajan, he like, this is his tea. And she goes, oh, Yogi Bhajan's such a nice guy. And I was like, what are you talking about? Come to find out my grandfather's sister was one of the first donors of Yogi Bhajan when he came in the 60s in New York. And my dad had dinner. My grandmother made dinner for Yogi Bhajan and my dad was at that table and everything too. So this is like ancestral (laughs) for this practice. That is insane. I didn't know about that until after I was already a teacher and I like months at like six months after. And I was like, holy shit. Like if that's not like divine assignment for me to be sharing these teachings that I have like the, like the support of an ancestor, Mm. you know, like wild. So that, that's also been a really cool kind of, um, thing that I have so much reverence and like appreciation for Mm. on how things are all kind of lining up and unfolding for me. Wow. What do you think is like the biggest, um, the biggest thing that you've taken from Kundalini? I'm sure there's a lot of things, but like the, from the teaching. Yeah, the, the number practice. one thing for me that is the most important part of the teachings is the lower triangle. So the lower triangle represents the lower three chakras, which are all developed between the ages of zero and 22. Mm-hmm. That period of my life was the trauma right before I got struck by lightning. And so essentially we need to, we need to have that lower triangle be strong for us to live from the heart space. So you have to make sure that you are cultivating safety within yourself, that you're allowing yourself to be creative and have this balance of masculine feminine energy and that you are in this empowerment and 
the solar plexus. So working with Kundalini Yoga to really clear and strengthen the lower triangle. I teach this in my experience, in my 30 day, 90 day experience thrive too. Like the lower triangle is everything. Mm. That is the foundation of business success. That is the foundation of life of overall success. You need to have that healthy, solid foundation to build that empire, that life yeah. that you want. And the lower triangle represents our physical reality. The upper triangle, the throat, the third eye, and the crown represent our spiritual. And what brings that together is the heart and the soul. Mm. And a lot of the politicians we have in today's world are so detached from their lower triangle because they have so much childhood trauma Mm. that they're acting all up from the ego and the the head, the upper triangle. Yeah. That they're completely disassociated, disassociated and ungrounded and connected to the reality of what's happening. So to me, the lower triangle is everything. And the greatest thing that I've been able to run away, run, run with, with Kundalini Yoga. That's amazing and really inspiring. I was actually talking to someone a while back on my podcast around, around Kundalini. I'm like, maybe I should go to kundalini training. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Um, I definitely say yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things I want to do. Yeah, I know. But we have so much of our life ahead of us, you know? And like, if you have that desire, you'll, it will, you'll know when it's time. Yeah. And we just have to keep being in that space of surrender and trust, knowing that it's all unfolding according to divine will and divine time. Yeah. Yeah. It's really powerful that you, that, like what you can get out of that and how it can impact your whole life in so Mm -hmm. many areas. Mm -hmm. It's, it's been, you know, and I mean, that's a practice I can run with for the the rest of my life. Yeah. And it's something like a simple mantra playing around my house and just feeling into that, that sound frequency or just doing a couple of breaths. Like I was doing Kundalini yoga before jumping on this call just to like open up the channel so I can allow my, my nod, my, my sought and all, my truth, my sound current to be flowing and, and open mm. to be in that space of transparency on this conversation. That's what Kundalini yoga allows us to be is transparent and open and this vessel. Mm. I love that. Inspiring me. That's why we're here, right? We're here yeah. to help each other. Yeah, this has been an amazing conversation. I just love like all of the work that you've been doing and everything that you're all about. It's like phenomenal how you're like marrying like marrying it all together, putting it out into the world and just really um like infusing all of your magic and medicine into what you're doing. It's beautiful. Thank you, sister. Yeah, I mean the path of the medicine mystic, right? It's just mm-hmm. being able to understand that there's something deep within you that is like the salve that people are craving. And it's, you know, it's you sharing through storytelling. It's you embracing who you are. It's you looking, the checking out the pieces and putting the pieces together mm-hmm. and seeing like, oh, this is all makes sense. <laughs> this is why, this is why I'm here and I'm going to run with it and I'm going to revolutionize humanity. Mm. And that's my big mission is just to help people revolutionize humanity by being who they are and embracing and radiating their radness. Uh, I just got goosebumps when you said that. Cause like, that's the core of everything is stepping into your power and like just being who you are. And, what like, a concept. You know, 
For real. So is there any last words you would like to share with everyone? Anything you want to say? Where can they find Yeah, I mean, if, you know, if you're wanting to learn more about this and infusing Kundalini Yoga into your business and the world of, you know, modern medicine and, and just really stepping into your truth and building that empire where you are free to be who you are and you're cultivating the life that you really want, I really invite you to check out my 90-day journey, Thrive. I'm launching um, my next brand, October 1st, and it's going to be like the last three months of 2019, the last three months of this decade where we're going to, you're going to be going into 2020, a new decade, knowing how to build that business from the ground up. Like Mm -hmm. to me, like these next four months are so powerful. I think like we're all just like really honing in on how do we really prepare ourselves for this new decade that we're Mm -hmm. stepping into. Because this last decade was fucking brutal. (laughs) It's been tough. Like since, you know, 2012 and preparing for all of that and getting into this new field that I'm so excited that I get to help people build and share their medicine. So Mm. you can check out Thrive. I'm sure there'll be a link in the show notes below. There will be a link. Or you can just check out um, um, sabrinariccio.com slash thrive and learn more about that. Um, but it's a three month journey and it's just something that it's been so amazing to see my clients just like break through and activate and unleash and seeing that like, you know, what a blessing it is that we are living in a time where we can create, truly create the life that we want. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is getting in our way is ourself. And if we allow ourselves to believe in the things that are passionate, that are scary, (laughs) that are disrupting the status quo, this is how we anchor the golden era. This is how we activate and revolutionize humanity. Mm -hmm. We, the ball is in our court right now. And if we choose to be strategic and we choose to collaborate and connect and to stay true to who we are, mountains will be moved. Mm-hmm. So my biggest thing for everyone is just to really embrace what lights you up, embrace what has helped you heal and share that. So Because good. This, is just, this is a massive time of healing right now. Yeah. We're clearing generations of trauma and pain and beliefs and conditioning. We're stepping into the truth of who we are. And we are just remembering the blessing it is to be here. And what are we going to do with that? So that's the biggest thing that I just love to share is just share like from your heart share from your intention and to just listen as well. Like listen to others and be open to receive. Balance that give and take. Find your rhythm and flow. Do what you need to do to fill up your cup and implement more play. And you'll watch things change. You'll watch things shift. Very quickly. Can't forget about the play. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So yes, 
Then, well, thank you, Sabrina, so much for thank you. And let me know that you. I want to. I want to connect with you all. Find me on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio yes. as well because. I want to see what's going on. And soon enough, Stephanie is going to be on an episode of the Sovereign Society podcast too, which is my podcast. So conversations going. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Make sure you guys hit Sabrina up, connect with her, tag us when you listen on Instagram, all the things. And yeah, let us know what you think. Well, thank you, Sabrina, so much. This was amazing. I'm so glad we connected. Yes, thank you, sister. Thank you for doing the work and creating such a beautiful community of these badass spiritual boss babes who are just crushing it and slaying it because we are the ones we've been waiting for. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. 